Canadians know the national anthem, but not every Canadian knows their rights and freedoms. The Freedom Passport. Order one for yourself and for all the freedom lovers that you love at freedompassport.ca. Where's the beef? Let's call this for what this is. Oh my God! <laughs> they are so hopelessly woke. How dare you? <laughs> that is the intellectual capital of the left today. Give me a break. You are now watching the Daily Roundup. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this, a Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. I'm David Menzies, and my co-host, well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Folks, do you know that today is National Little Red Wagon Day? And my co-host owns a little red wagon, but what she really wants to own is a little red Corvette. She is the she-devil with a spatula. She is the Khaleesi of BC. She is Drea Humphrey. How you doing there, Drea? I'm doing good. Good to see you, David. Thanks for everybody who's joining us. Welcome. Welcome. 100%. And you know, I got to say, Drea, the current generation Corvette, I got to give props to General Motors, but I'm also going to condemn them. It is the best Corvette ever manufactured. But if ever I came into Lotto Max FU money, uh, I'm not buying it because for the first time in Corvette history, it does not come with a stick shift. That is a slap oh, in the really? face. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And now, and now all the automotive gearheads out there, uh, they're going to say, well, you know, current generation automatic transmissions, you can actually have a faster zero to 60 time than a human shifting gears. I know, I get it, but it's not about the speed. It's about the driving experience. And my heart breaks for the stick shift, uh, Drea, which is on the endangered species list these days. And it's, but I, when it comes to a sports car, you gotta have that option. Do, do you drive stick yourself, Drea? No, no, <laughs> but I'm so rebellious that every time I hear something is like on its way out or we're not gonna have access to it, it makes me want to go learn and drive stick now. So that's the way I'm feeling right now. <laughs> it's like, I need a car with stick and learn how to do it just because. Oh. 100%. And I, I mean, when the EV revolution takes over, if it happens, mm. uh, you won't find any manual uh, stick shift cars. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to give props to Car and Driver magazine. They have a campaign called Save the Stick Shift. And they actually bore fruit uh, from that campaign. One man, when Toyota introduced the new Supra, which is a gorgeous sports car, like the Corvette, only came in automatic for the first two years. I can tell you the current year you have the option of going manual. So if the Toyota Supra can be put yeah. in with a manual stick shift, so can the Chevy Corvette. Shame on you, General Motors. But that's enough auto talk. What are we trying to do right now? Anyways, Drea. <laughs> well, welcome to the Daily Roundup. It's where we discuss the latest in the news, keep you in the know on current events. And we've got a good lineup here ahead of us. And it's also where you can join us in on commentary in a very fun way. You can go to 
Rumble or Odyssey. And on those sites, you can actually live chat to us. There's a little bit on the bottom here you can look at. And if you live chat with a donation of $5 or more, we try to read it, make you part of the show, and we get to know you a little bit better, which is cool. And you're also supporting our independent journalism because we rely on the people to be accountable to the people and bring you the other side of the story. Yeah, and I think what we're going to do, Drea, too, is that when a live chat comes in, we'll read it right away as opposed to uh, leaving it for the end of the program. Right. And, you know, we really want to hear from you. If, if, if we say anything you like or dislike, we've got yeah. thick skins. Uh, <laughs> call us out for sure. Now, last night was budget night, of course, uh, Drea. Um, I think the budget's a disaster. Uh, nearly $70 billion in new spending over six years. That wow. raises Canada's deficit to $40.1 billion next year. Now, remember, it was projected to be $30.6 billion. So from $30.6 billion to $40.1 billion. Oh, shockers. You'll never believe this, folks. Unlike what Justin Trudeau said back in 2015, the budget did not balance itself, balance itself for eight years hard running. And, no. you know, I, I, it, it, what, what's inexplicable to me, Drea, is that, you know, to use a car analogy uh, again, it looks like the government is putting its foot on the gas pedal to spend to stimulate economic growth. And yet that's contrary to the Bank of Canada. It's got its foot on the brake pedal because it's raising interest rates to mm -hmm. cool down the economy. Um, you know, you'd think there would be simpatico, the federal government and the Bank of Canada, but they're going at um, an economic plan from two very divergent uh, pathways. Uh, what did you make of this federal budget, Drea? You know, it's just really concerning. As you mentioned, the budget is not balancing itself, which anybody with, you know, a brain knew would not happen. And it just shows what is happening under this leadership and how much longer do Canadians think we can hold on this way with this irresponsible management of the budget. Um, and there's some other concerns I think we're going to get to as well with that. But um yeah, the, the, the interest rates are slapping people really hard as well. And I think there's just this whole moment for Canadians where we're just feeling very uncertain with what's going to happen next. And so it's, um, yeah, it's just concerning is my main thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, on that topic, Drea, I mean, I look at, for example, they've got this um, uh, grocery uh, bailout going where you have eligible couples with two children, you can receive up to $467 for a single person. It's $234 uh, for a senior, $225. This is the very definition of a Band-Aid solution. I, I would argue $467. What is that for a family of four? Two trips to the supermarket? Oh, and, nowadays. I mean, that's it. And if you really wanted to do something tangible... Because what we need at the grocery store, I think, is not a Band-Aid solution. We need major surgery. How about this? Cancel the carbon tax. It costs yeah. consumers. It costs the producers. It costs the transportation uh, logistics channel. And they will not do that. They are so committed, Drea, to virtue signaling uh, that this is somehow saving the planet. 
that mm-hmm. they won't put money back in our pockets by doing something really simple. And you know, and this is the way they could go about it, I think. Yeah, you know what? We really think the carbon tax is important uh, to the environment, but now is not the time to implement it. Too many families exactly. are choosing, I don't know, between food and heating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would do. Uh, in addition to cutting government spending, I know there were some uh, cuts. Uh, they're going to reduce spending on consultants and travel by 15% um, over five years. That results in $7.1 billion. And there's going to be a 3% spending reduction in all departments and agencies uh, by 2026-2027. That's a reduction in spending by $7 billion over four years. But, Drea, that does not you know, go near far enough. How about this? How about a 10% reduction mm-hmm. in the bureaucracy, which has grown yeah. every year under the Trudeau Liberals? How about that? But they won't go there because I think they realize most bureaucrats vote liberal because they have such a cushy time. And you mm-hmm. look at you know the lay of the land, even though COVID is in the rearview mirror, I, I think, what is it, 40 50% of bureaucrats are still working from home, even those in service positions where they have to uh, deal with the public. So that suggests to me that we have more blubber in the federal bureaucracy than a blue whale. What say you? Yeah, absolutely. Like they should be cutting back far more than that. And I keep thinking of uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's, you know, $6,000 a night visit uh, for the Queen's funeral. But I want to share one tip that I feel selfish if I don't share it when it comes to how expensive groceries are. Um, I found this app, actually, my husband had been using it for a year and not telling me, even though I do the majority of the groceries, but it's called Flip. And it's F-L-I-P-P. And if you shop at a grocery store that will price match, you can literally look up every single thing and um, get the cheapest price around on it. And it's really cut back on our grocery costs tremendously because every time there's a sale on a product, you get it at this one grocery store if they honor it. So check that out. It's called S-L-I-P-P. At flip, F-L-I-P-P. Oh, flip. oh that yeah. makes sense. I I thought for a second there, Drea, you were encouraging people to uh, get involved in a slip and fall accident <laughs> and sue that the grocery store the for next... millions. <laughs> if, if things keep up, we might see more and more of that. But uh, yeah. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, also talk about mixed messages. I thought this was one of the most perverse line items in the budget. $158 million going to fund the 988 suicide prevention line. But Drea, for this government, I would say pick a lane. They're promoting Mm -hmm. medical assisted uh, suicide and dying programs. Uh, They're telling veterans uh, that, you know what, Um, maybe it'd be best for everybody if you offload the cost of us contributing to your medical bills by just, you know, uh, terminating yourself. And here they are throwing $158 million at a suicide prevention line. Can you make sense of this? Well, unfortunately, I think we need more money into suicide prevention. But you're right. Uh, where were they, you know, two years ago when they put those mandates out that made so many people want to end it? And, you know, I have an interview coming up for the public with 
a husband who lost his wife, who ended her life because of the mandates. This is a real thing. And we saw how much, um, you know, also addiction went up, which is often connected to emotional issues as well. So I think that the money should go to these things. But part of the reason it has to go to these things is due to the government and the policies that they put out, the lockdowns on kids. We saw a huge spike in suicide calls to um uh, children, children were calling. I think I want to say it went up like as high as three hundred percent in one province, which is insane. So, yeah, yeah, no, they, I'm they with care you. now. Um, I, I like the idea of someone in crisis having a, um, you know, much like nine one one. This is going to be nine eight eight. Uh, mm -hmm. someone to talk them down off the ledge, if you will, because uh, maybe it's just a bad period of their life that they're going through, especially mm -hmm. if you're young. Um, but I'd also like to see if you're going to go into the suicide prevention business, I think get out of the suicide advocacy yeah. business. You know, that, that's well, the thing. Look, a couple of other points. Yeah. You know, because I, 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 I poured over this. I was a bit of a budget nerd last night going through all this. But <laughs> get a load of this. This I love, Drea. They're going to establish a foreign interference office. Oh, you don't say. Oh. That's going to be $13.5 over four years. Jeez, a million? Uh, was that a typo? Well, everything else is in the billions. This looks like chump change to me. Yeah. Um, it's going to be called a National Counter Foreign Interference Office. You know, I wonder <laughs> if uh, Trudeau's going to do something like put uh, Wan Dong in charge of that yeah. office. Right? Probably, <laughs> it probably will be. And it will be located right beside, uh, you know, uh, one of China's police stations in Canada, too, working hand in hand, well, I'm sure. And, you know, that's a very important point because the next line item, $48.5 million over three years to the RCMP to protect diaspora communities from harassment and intimidation. Mm. Well, Drea, forget about throwing almost fifty million at the RCMP. You want to protect people from harassment and harassment? intimidation? Then shut down those damn Chinese police stations. We got yeah. at least three in the Greater Toronto area that we know of. I think there's one out in your neck of the woods. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the mm. way that works. I mean, they, they, they don't wear uniforms. They don't carry firearms. But they just go knocking on doors of those who have made, um, well, you know, impolite um, postings on social media. And they say, you know, we think you ought to get on a plane at the end of the week and go back to China because we don't like what you've been posting. And by the way, if you refuse to, well, we, ha we know who your family members and friends are uh, mm -hmm. back in, say, Beijing. Uh, so I'm sure you don't want anything harmful to yeah. happen to them. And that's convince worldwide about 230,000, um, you know, dual citizens or foreign nationals to actually return to China. It's coercion. It's based on threats to either them or their families. So if you want to, you know, protect people living in Canada from yeah. harassment and intimidation. Chinese Canadians. Yeah. yeah get rid mm -hmm. of those police stations. Well, I mean, why are they there in the first place, Drea? Yeah, exactly. Those need to be gone. And it's ridiculous. There is one, you know, reportedly in Vancouver, I still haven't figured out where and that's the thing. Some of them are secret as well. Yeah. Why don't we know where these are? So yeah, I wouldn't, um, I can imagine that the Chinese 
Canadian community, especially those who fled communist China for a reason um, to get away from the regime, they must be living in fear of that. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, too. Um, these are not like official Chinese police stations either. They're housed in other buildings. And, and when we went looking in the greater Toronto area, well, the two in Markham, one was out of a uh, operating out of a single family dwelling suburban house that blended mm. in with all the other houses in the suburb. The other one was at something called, I think it was the Canada Chinese Fuking uh, Business Association. I have to be very careful uh, yeah. how I pronounce that. <laughs> and the third one, this was the killer. It was in Scarborough in the east end of Toronto. And it was a variety store. You know, our, our colleague uh, Sheila likened it to, you know, a front that you'd see in the um, the movie series Men in Black, right? Like, yeah. here's the potato chips, there's the soft drinks. Oh, that guy? He's a Chinese police officer. You better pay attention. I mean, you couldn't make this up if you tried, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Well, we've got a live chat from Billy Howard. If you're Excellent. just tuning in, live chat is a great way to be a part of the show. If you donate $5 or more, Billy Howard, thank you for your $5 donation, says, if the 2020 CPC leadership contest was fair instead of weighted for Quebec, Lewis would have won and would likely be PM today and we would all be better off. Well, what do you think on that? You know, well, I, I guess the implication there is that there was some chicanery in uh, the, um, you know, the uh, the conservative leadership race. I, it, that's a hell of an allegation. I would ask, where's the beef, uh, you know, to do the Clara Peller saying, the old Wendy's uh, spokeswoman. Um, I haven't heard much about chicanery in the leadership vote, uh, Dre. I, I think... Um, you know, we, we covered yeah. that race as much as possible. The best thing about it yeah. was that Patrick Brown was disqualified. <laughs> Sneaky Patrick, no, no, no. You remain Mayor Brampton. You're not, you're not ready for prime time. And I think, um, and you know what? I am a huge Leslin Lewis fan. And yeah. I attended one of her rallies in Toronto. She was fantastic. I just think Pierre Polyev ran a, an incredible campaign. And he won on the first ballot, quite the contrast to uh, 2018 when it took uh, Andrew Scheer 13 ballots uh, right. to defeat uh, Maxime Bernier uh, by a margin of less than 1%. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, that's a photo finish in horse racing terms. It wasn't even close. But have you heard any kind of allegations uh, of uh, chicanery in the uh, conservative leadership campaign, uh, Drea? Well, Billy's talking about the 2020 election. So that was when um, MP Lewis, she had more of the popular vote over O'Toole. And I, I don't know, I think she would have done a better job than O'Toole, maybe stood on certain issues that Canadians were wanting her to stand on. I don't think that there was anything, you know, that uh, was awry in that situation. I do remember though, there was a ballot issue. If you remember, there was something about ballots being chewed up or whatnot, but everybody had their own scrutineers and was looking over everything and making sure that got sorted out. So um, yeah, I do think that uh, she would have been better than O'Toole. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I, I'm very sorry, I miss, I um, got the chronology wrong. Thank you for that clarification, Drea. In 2020, um, the problem with O'Toole is that he garnered um, 
a great amount of those votes because he was saying all the right things only to run a campaign in which he came out gangbusters in the first two weeks in the 2021 mm -hmm. election and then inexplicably, Drea, started flip-flopping on the carbon mm -hmm. tax, on the gun grab, and that's what did him in. Conservatives, well, of course, they didn't vote liberal. They just stayed at home. And um, I think that is unforgivable, what Aaron O'Toole did. Uh, I don't know what him or his campaign team were thinking. They were trending higher in Trudeau in the early goings. Like I said, the first two weeks, he looked incredible. He was saying all the right things. And then, um, I don't know, uh, it was either, I think what probably happened is his team said, you know what, we've got the conservatives locked in. Now, if we can mm -hmm. only chip at the liberal base by right. being pro-carbon tax, pro-gun grab, you know, then we're headed right for uh, for a, a minority or majority government. The opposite happened, of course. The yeah. conservative base saw that and uh, deserted him. I think... He's a very weak man. Uh, he's a liar, let's face it. And the one tangible thing, because people say, you know, with the trucker freedom convoy, what did it actually do tangibly? Well, one thing, Drea, is that it brought about regime change in the Conservative Party of Canada. It wasn't the only thing. It was the final straw, his flip-flopping of whether he supported the convoy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, looking back... I wish things had been different. I wish Leslin Lewis would have won, uh, but we move on. Yeah, we move on. We've got another chat that I'll get to. Um, so Darla Lafay, oh, sorry, Darla Afay donates $5. Thank you so much. And says, be very aware of the suicide hotline along with teen talk, as they are just another avenue that the government is using to promote the alphabet cult that leads kids to the chopping block. Well, Darla, if you have information on that, please do email me at drea.humphrey at rebelnews.com. I wouldn't be surprised if this is true, uh, just because it seems like every other avenue going after kids is certainly guiding a lot of kids down that path. I haven't come across this myself, but um, I'm definitely interested in Finding well, you know, Dre, I have to admit, I really have no experience uh, in terms of reaching out to counselors uh, with uh, suicide prevention lines. So, uh, again, like you said, if uh, there's any evidence to support that allegation, we're all ears. And by the way, yeah. folks, you can always send us a tip at tips at rebelnews.com. And we we get an avalanche of email, but we do try to follow up on substantive tips. So uh, please if you come across uh, any chicanery, I think that's the third time already in half an hour I've used that word. <laughs> Give us a holler. But what we should yeah. do right now, uh, Drea, is uh, throw to a, an ad break. And, um, oh, my goodness, so much to discuss. And mm -hmm. uh, if uh, our viewers want to weigh in on the budget, yay, nay, or gazuntite, uh, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um, we want to hear... Uh, from you as well. Is there anyone out there that thinks this was a good budget last night? Anyway, see you on the other side of this break. Canadians know the national anthem. They stand in silence to remember those who died for this country. But not every Canadian knows their rights and freedoms. The Freedom Passport will change that. It looks and feels like a Canadian passport, but contains the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms in a portable, easy to read format. 
the Freedom Passport. Order one for yourself and for all the freedom lovers that you love at freedompassport.ca. Have you checked out the fresh new swag we have at rebelnewsstore.com? Like this nifty resistance trucker sweater? We have warm, cozy sweaters, t-shirts, mugs, hats, phone cases, you name it. Everything to fit your freedom-loving needs or maybe even trigger a liberal family member or friend. And for a limited time, you can use code TAMARA10 at checkout to save 10% off of your total order. So head on over to rebelnewsstore.com, check out all of our new designs, make some purchases, and use code TAMARA, that's T-A-M-A-R-A, 10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Head on over, check it out. Fantastic. Now, Drea, uh, since we were speaking of Leslin Lewis before the break, why don't we throw to a very interesting video? Looks mm. like the Liberals' constant complaints of racism. <laughs> I can't get uh. the sentence out. The, the idea of blackface lecturing us on racism is just so rich. Um, well, they backfired as uh, Leslin Lewis defended her meeting with uh, German MEP Christine Anderson. So let's check out that video. I'm just curious if she thinks there should be consequences or uh, or retromand for members of this house who meet with known Nazis who spread uh, misinformation, disinformation, glorify the Holocaust, who speak against uh, uh, anti-Muslim rhetoric. Uh, I'm just curious if she's talking about online hate and privacy of Canadians and regulation. Does she condemn her actions by meeting with a known Nazi uh, in this country who spout anti-Muslim rhetoric? The Prime Minister has put on blackface so many times. He has degraded black people. He literally put a banana in his pants. And you have the audacity, you have the audacity to stand and look at me as a black woman and ask about my meeting with another member of the European Parliament. That is within my job description. I do not have to, I do not have to approve of everything that another member believes in in order to have the decency to have meetings with with other individuals your prime minister this prime minister denigrated black men by putting a banana in his pants shame on every member over there that does not chastise them if this were any other country he would not be leading and he would not have the moral authority to lead he would not have that moral authority Oh, I love it. Hey, Aaron O'Toole mm -hmm. up in the back benches, uh, are you uh, taking uh, <laughs> note? Uh, by the way, at this point, uh, Dre, I want to apologize to uh, Liberal Member of Parliament Seamus O'Regan. I'm afraid you are no longer holding the title of the most stupid MP in the House <laughs> of Commons. That now goes to Jen O'Connell. Uh, there's two things to discuss here. First of all, this idea of O'Connell saying uh, Christine Anderson is a uh, is pro-Nazi, is glorifying the Holocaust. She is a German member of parliament. Yes. Germany has the most strict laws mm -hmm. when it comes to, I mean, if you even do the Nazi salute, and I'm not going to do it because, you know, our haters will do a screen capture of that <laughs> and say that yeah. that's me doing it. You're going to go to jail. You're going to get charged. It, 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 it's illegal. So 
she is not on board with that garbage. I don't know where, uh, you know, O'Connell uh, dug that up. And secondly, let's talk about um, Leslie Lewis's spirited defense, uh, Drea, um, <laughs> for somebody on the liberal side to cry racism, uh, yeah. being led by Prime Minister Blackface. That's a little rich, wouldn't you say? And I love that she mentioned the banana in the pants. Like, yes. This man went so far to it, covered in head to toe, puts a banana in. You know, it's a total mockery. And so the nerve, I don't even know why that MP would go there, because it's almost like, you know what the response is going to be, especially when you're talking to a black MP. Like, it just looks so ridiculous. And why is the label of Nazi, it's gone from, they used to say Christine accuse her of sort of like a, you know what's the word um sort of not being a flat-out nazi and now they're just flat out calling her a nazi like when did that start to happen well but, uh go on yeah. oh well don't forget we're talking i can't remember her name i i think she's actually the mp in ezra's writing uh unfortunately <laughs> um who likened honk honk as code for Heil Hitler. So when you saw those trucks right. honking their horns, what they were really seeing, what they were really saying was Heil Hitler. Uh, I think these, you know, liberal MPs are just making stuff out of the blue. I, I've, I've well, never heard of such rubbish. They're so excited to just have something to keep going on. And that's why they keep bringing it up over and over. Um, MEP Anderson is on Twitter like, oh, my goodness, they're still talking about me. I saw someone <laughs> comment say Canada doesn't want you uh, yesterday. And she's like, well, apparently you do. You won't stop talking about me. Um, but I want to just mention this True North article that came out a week or so ago, uh, reminding Canadians that Trudeau and Christia Freeland met with Ukrainian neo-Nazi party co-founder. Mm. Um, so if you have this article, I think I shared it, but I'll read some of it. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland met with a co-founder of a far-right fascist party in Ukraine which is styled off of Hitler's Nazi party. Aubrey Harubi served as the equivalent of the legislative speaker of Ukrainian parliament from 2016 to 2019. And during that time, he personally met with Trudeau and Freeland several times, not once, several times. Earlier in his career, he was an influential, an influential member of the Ukraine's far-right neo-Nazi movement. So, yeah, there's more in that article there. But the hypocrisy is on so many levels. It's not just blackface. It's also the prime minister, as well as Freeland, meeting multiple times with this person. Oh, and just Google who uh, Christian Freeland's grandfather was right. and what his role was. in the. And this gets all brushed <laughs> under the carpet. And by the way, I can tell you why they were having those meetings to, again, go back to the budget, uh, Drea. Uh, one of the line items, a $2.4 billion mm -hmm. loan uh, to the Ukraine. Um, by the way, when you say loan... Um, do you expect a penny to ever come back to our no. dominion? Uh, no, that that is a grant, not a loan. They're just calling it a loan to make it look good. We're never going to see a return on investment there. Uh, you may as well throw stacks of hundred dollar bills on the fireplace and call that a loan too. So, uh, so that that was the agenda there. But you know, you mentioned as did Les and Lewis. You know, stuffing the banana down his pants. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really confused 
what message uh, blackface was trying to send there. But the one thing, and I think we've talked about this before, uh, Drea, what I find perhaps the most offensive about his blackface routine is he's constantly sticking his tongue out. I, I guess equating black people as dogs, maybe. I mean, I know a lot of black people. No one's walking around with their tongue sticking out. What is this Justin Trudeau's impression of who black people are? What it reminds me of, and I have shared this on my Twitter, but you probably can't grab it, is those old cartoons that mocked black people. They had the big lips and the big teeth, and they often did that tongue. And I really think that's what he is mimicking there. If you do you a side-by-side, -side, it looks just the same. Maybe, but I remember. So, but even then, uh, back in the days of, you know, uh, minstrels and vaudeville and what have you, I don't remember tongues being stuck out. There I are. There are cartoons with the tongues. So I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's um, an added insult to black people quite frankly, mm -hmm. that it's not only the blackface. And by the way, not just blackface. We ran a little clip. He had that black paint smeared all over his body, his arms, his legs. Um, you know, but but the banana down the pants, the the constant sticking the tongue out. Um, I, I Sometimes I just can't believe this gentleman is the prime minister of Canada for eight years running. It's like, <laughs> uh, talk about not running. ready for prime time. What, um, what does that say about us? My goodness. Yeah. I, what does it say about us? Um, so what else can we talk about? Oh, um, we have some LGBT news because you can't get through the 24-hour news cycle, can you, Drea, without no. talking about uh, the LGBT thing. And I see that the NHL may cancel LGBT Pride Nights as a growing number of players refuse to wear the rainbow gear. And you know what I find incredible? I was speaking about Sheila uh, uh, on this topic uh, a couple of days ago. S the sports writing profession, if I can call it that, even when it comes to right-leaning publications, they mm -hmm. are all ultra-left. They are all down with the woke agenda. And those players such as um, I think we have an image of uh, uh, James Reimer, the San Jose uh, goaltender, used to be a, a Leaf goaltender, um, who decided, you know what, um, due to my beliefs, it's not something I want to wear. They're being vilified. They're being mm -hmm. demonized. And the irony, Drea, I find, is that, you know, the LGBT community has long um, asked for and demonstrated for tolerance and understanding. Mm -hmm. And yet when it comes to a player, say, you know, his Christian beliefs don't allow him to don that um, rainbow flag gear. Well, where is their tolerance? Where is exactly. their understanding? It, it seems to be only a one way street with that community. Well, this is a small but loud group that is, uh, you know, with apparently a lot of money behind them, like the push to make certain things happen. Um, so it's not all LGBTQ community that want to shove this down the throats of people who are just wanting to enjoy a hockey game. You know, I grew up with uh, three brothers, major hockey fans, and it's about the game. And, you know, the NHL or whatever, it's just 
everybody is equally allowed to partake and enjoy that no matter their race, no matter their sexual orientation. Why make it where you have to shove something like this? Plus, there are so many other causes you could stand for. Why is it always the LGBTQ plus community? I just want to read one of the statements from one of the players who is starting to engage in um, this increasingly this, uh, what do you call it, silent protest and not wearing the um, uniform that has the LGBTQ rainbow or whatever on it. So this is a statement from goaltender James Reimer from the San Jose Sharks. And the San Jose Sharks actually put this up on their account. And he says, under the umbrella of the NHL's hockey is for everyone initiative. The San Jose Sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the LGBTQIA plus community tonight. For all 13 years of my NHL career, I have been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asks me to love everyone and follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I am choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth and that the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. James Reimer. I mean, I think that's perfectly said. And and Christians are not the only religion that this is counter to. So you're right. Where is the inclusivity? And stop the bullying. If some want to wear it, that's fine. But why is there any kerfuffle about those who don't? You know, Drea, right now with that community, it's no longer about acceptance and tolerance. It's about affirmation, which mm -hmm. is to say, if you don't get up on an Apple box and applaud this community and say, you're great, and I'm all down with um, drag queen story time, then you are a hater, a bigot, a homophobe, a transphobe, you name it. That's what's really going on here. And like I said, I mean, uh, you know, it's interesting. What, what, I guess the senior sports writer at the Toronto Sun, which does lean right, is Steve Simmons. And he his lead item on, in his Sunday column was about James Reimer. And he said, you know, James Reimer, I always considered to be a gentleman. He was a professional, always making himself available for post-game uh, interviews. But this stance on the pride jersey, this has tarnished his legacy. Oh, really? No. Really, Steve? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't. you know, again, where is the tolerance uh, for that? And, and, and to show you how these sports writers are such hypocrites, that same individual, Simmons, when the Boston Bruins uh, beat your Vancouver Canucks uh, some 10 years ago uh, for the Stanley Cup, Drea, Tim Thomas at the time, he was the Boston goalie, uh, there's a tradition of champion sports teams going to the White House to meet the president. And he was not a Barack Obama fan, so he sat out. And, and believe me, I, I think that's wrong. I think if it's a team thing, uh, you should be part of the team. Anyways, Tim Thomas was condemned universally for doing so. But when the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup and Donald Trump was now in office and their goalie, Holtby, he decided because uh, Trump is big orange hair evil man, he won't be going. He was applauded for taking this mm -hmm. stance. Now, 
Guys, what? either we're all in or all out, but you mm-hmm. can't cherry pick a visit to the White House exactly. by, by, you know, deter, based on who's in the White House at the time. But that that's another part of Steve Simmons' hypocrisy. Uh, and, and again, Drea, um, the sports writing profession, for whatever reason, I can't really figure it out. It is so woke right now. And on that note, because you alluded to it earlier, why is it that professional sports, maybe the NHL is the worst um, along with the NFL, why is it that Hollywood, why do they have to shove this agenda down our throat? I just want to turn on a game. I just want to go to a movie as a form mm-hmm. of escape. You know, I'm dealing with all this crap in my daily job, I don't want to deal with it in terms of entertainment and sports. Yet, here it is. Here we are talking about it. Can't they just play hockey and make a movie that isn't politically driven? Exactly. And if again, if somebody has a strong conviction, this is not something you have to force them to. You shouldn't be forcing them in countries that are supposed to be free and respective of religious uh, values. Now, I want to share a personal story. It's kind of funny. Uh, two days ago, I recently put my son, he's six, into martial arts. <laughs> and two days ago, when he was leaving, the instructor said, you have to bow. <laughs> and my son, I kid you not, looks at his instructor and says, I will only bow to the one true God. Oh, and, <laughs> and there was a language barrier. So the instructor didn't understand what he's saying. And he's like, no, you have to bow. And, and my son just kept repeating it two times out of the mouth of babes. I mean, I could totally see him taking a stance. He's very strong in his convictions for a six-year-old. And I just, so when I saw this uh, with the NHL, it really reminded me of my son in the sport. You know, eventually we explained it a little bit more to him. So I don't know if he's going to bow next time or not. He's very strong-willed. So <laughs> Is he still part of that? At, uh, martial arts club he, they, they let him when i explained i'm slaves <laughs> he thinks it's worship to extent so uh you know his instructor then said you know it's more of a greeting like a hi or a bye and I, I kid you not my son was looking like i don't buy it but we'll see what he does and i'm not gonna force him if he doesn't want to we'll figure it out so but you know what uh, that is a part of asian culture perhaps uh specifically yeah. japanese culture that that i actually really like uh dre you know yeah, during respect COVID, the um, the ha- shaking hands went extinct for a period, and then it was fist oh. bumping. But even then, there's contact. I think we should appropriate a part of Japanese culture, and just do the bow to each other, and there's no, you know, interaction with our hands. Because I can't tell you how many times over the years I've shaken hands with someone, and it's clammy and wet, <laughs> and it's like a dead fish, and it, it's like. I'm thinking, oh my God, where has this hand been before it went I into know. my hand? So, and if in we church, get a movement, yeah. <laughs> in church, they always are like, okay, stand and greet the person beside you, and you're like, okay, that's six hands. <laughs> like, I know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> I like the bow too. Oh my gosh! Now, um, still on the LGBT file, uh, well, an unprovoked trans activist went out of their way to mm. violently assault a senior citizen at an Ottawa school board meeting last night. Drea, this this must be a misprint. I thought this was the love Trump's hate community. I thought they were, you know, all about love and acceptance and and a trans activist uh, violently assaulted a senior citizen. Why don't we check this out? <laughs> 
Do not touch him. Don't touch him. This guy just shoved the old guy right down on the ground. Really? Well, come on. No, 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 man. We got it on video. And um, Andrea knocked me down with a feather, even though there was video evidence. Police were shown the video and they mm-hmm. refused to identify or arrest the disguised attacker. Unbelievable. We're seeing more and more of that. I mean, we're discussing this almost weekly in Canada where we're seeing, um, you know, trans activists sort of getting away with some form of violence, whether it's spitting on people or or punching them or what you just saw there to a senior citizen. And it's really, really concerning because the more that this is happening, the more that it says it's okay. If someone is labeled a fascist or a bigot, you can get away with assaulting them. I'm pleased to say that I have a report coming out today or tomorrow um, where Antifa or Antifa wannabes, it's hard to say, uh, showed up at a small protest of parents uh, that are concerned about the sexually explicit books in school in Surrey. And the they had to have multiple types of police there. So they had the Delta police, the Surrey police, and the RCMP showed up because the Antifa outnumbered the small protesters. And they did a phenomenal job there just to keep the peace and literally put a barrier so that it can't get to what you're seeing there. But more and more, we're seeing police letting it happen and ignoring, uh, you know, crimes happening right in their face if it's, you know, someone no. with purple hair. Drea, I think we are at the point right now, it's no longer about equal rights for transgendered people. No, it's, it's about it's special not. rights. It's oh, about, sure. I will assault somebody on camera. And we saw it with uh, Pastor Derek Reimer when two people right? threw him to example. the ground, caught on video. No charges for those hooligans. But no. yet Pastor Reimer gets uh, uh, hauled into jail if he walks within 200 meters of City Hall. Um, and we just saw that video. No charges there. And we see biological males competing in uh, female sports, slaughtering the biological woman. No problem there. Biological males getting to do prison time in this country with um, female uh, prisoners at female penal institutions. No problem there. Uh, This is A, um, about special rights for transgendered people. And B, if you think this is inclusivity and embracing diversity and equity, it isn't. This is all about misogyny. It's a hatred uh, towards women when you allow biological men to fib about their gender and get into either female sports or female penitentiaries. But this is really beyond the pale. When you have video evidence of an assault taking place, that you know, remember the um, you know the caricature of uh, or the illustration, I should say, Drea of Lady Justice. She's holding the scales and she's wearing a blindfold. Well. Lady Justice is now wearing a pair of x-ray glasses. So mm-hmm. the police watching that go, oh, let's see, the aggressor is the trans guy. Oh, <laughs> nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. But yeah, exactly. I bet you, had the senior pushed the transgendered person down, you know he's in the cooler. 
Well, and, and talk about toxic masculinity. Yes. Did you see how he threw that poor man down? But we're seeing this pattern over and over. Yep. What the radical left pushes, they get away with, and then they disguise it under some sort of righteous cause. So we're seeing it with the LGBTQ community as being used, hijacked for these purposes. We saw it with the burning churches. It started with a narrative that is not true. There was not 215 bodies of children discovered at Kamloops. And then close to 70 churches get burnt or vandalized. Barely anybody says boop about those hate crimes. And we saw it with Black Lives Matter, mostly in the U.S., where Black-owned businesses and communities were being burnt to the ground and stores were being looted. And everybody was basically just turning an eye there, uh, a blind eye to those causes. It's dangerous when we let these narratives, these woke narratives, go run rampant. And we have so many spineless politicians who are also behaving like these police and turning their eyes and pretending they don't see what's happening. No, you're 100% right. The, I think the most underreported, overlooked story in our country uh, in 2021, Adrea, were all those Christian churches burned down. And when you have yeah. Blackface's best friend, uh, Butts, saying, uh, oh, it's bad, but it's kind of understandable, that sure as hell doesn't help. And then going back to the summer of 2020 with the Black Lives Matter uh, protests, actually burning down black-owned businesses, mom-pa businesses, mm -hmm. and you have the mainstream media there with a backdrop of fire, you know, occurring. Yeah. It's a mostly peaceful protest, said the reporter, mm -hmm. ducking a Molotov cocktail coming near his head. Um, it's just so bad. Yeah, this is not journalism anymore. This is uh, activism uh, mm -hmm. by, by the mainstream it's media. You're 100% right yeah. and still in this file. Um, we have a little video. Uh, we have a school principal, I believe in Ottawa, uh, talking with members of the public. Um, and he made some comment to a, a mother that, that it, it's too bad that you're a nurse. What? What's this all about? Let's roll the video. What <laughs> now? Children's identities are formed within the first three years of life. Do you understand that? Who are you to police their bodies? You can police your own body. You can deal with your own body. You can teach children to be who they are. Yes, yes, yes. No. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I'm so sorry you feel that way. How many, how many sterilized children are there in China? I'm. Yeah, and how many are in Russia? Are we talking about China? Yeah. Are we talking about the world? Are you, are you guys aware of the Canadian Charter of Human Rights? Yeah. Are you aware of a concept called child? Uh, safeguarding. You understand the Europeans are pulling I back have a from master's this, right? in inclusive education, so please don't ask inclusive me about my education. Rainbow yeah, education. Yeah, yeah. We got it. Please don't ask me about my education. I, you know, Dre, I, got, I just wanted to check with uh, Super Producer Efren. Was that the principal, the, that Lugan with the ball cap and the uh, rainbow t shirt? Oh, 
And yeah, that that oh, was an actual principal. And wow. I mean, what does he mean? Too bad you're a nurse. I thought wasn't it just oh months ago we were supposed to go outside at yeah. eight p.m. with pots and pans and salute our frontline heroes? But you have a opposing uh, opinion, Drea, to uh, the trans agenda. Well, you are a bad person. Unbelievable. Well, and he doesn't want to be questioned about his education when he's asked if he understands uh, a term, but then she's saying she's in the medical field and she's talking about medical uh, transitioning and he's totally dismissing it. Is that what you think is happening? It's She's like, no, that's what I see is happening. Um, you know, it, it's like talking to a wall. That's what we're watching. We're watching people talk to a wall. Um, and he said something along the lines of, oh, you know, children's identities are developed at as young as three. Well, when is their biology developed? In the womb. So <laughs> you're talking about changing their biology that they were born with before their brains are developed, let alone the identity that they have at three, which I assume was little pony for myself. I can remember walking on my fists. It was so uncomfortable, but I insisted on walking around the house, crawling around on my fists because I wanted to be a little pony around that age. So... Just... You know, it's sickening, Drea. I mean, um, Lady Menzoid tells me long before I met her when she was a, a child, she was the very definition of a tomboy, like to climb trees. If anyone gave her a Barbie doll, she'd take the head off of it. <laughs> um, that was no. just... <laughs> that, that was, was just... the worst. Yeah. My brothers used to do that. But, you know, the thing <laughs> is, her behavior back then in yesterday, that was recognized as a girl being a tomboy. Today, it's, oh, look, it's a boy trapped in a girl's body. Let's start the hormone treatments. Let's prep for surgery. You know, this is terrifying what's uh, happening. And, you know, part of what's driving it too, Drea, is, as they say in this business, the bottom line is the bottom line. Always follow the money. You look at so many hospitals, especially in the United States, uh, private hospitals, uh, gender reassignment surgery is huge, huge business. So if you're a doctor at one of those hospitals and you speak out about this, chances are you're going to get fired because that's going to hurt uh, the bottom line. And uh, I, I think that's one of the forces driving this indoctrination. And, um, of course... Big pharma patients for life. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, you know, perhaps the... Worst story of the month, and I know the month has two more days <laughs> to run uh, after uh, today as we head into April Fool's. But then again, every day is April Fool's, I might suggest. Um, Biden cracked a joke about Christians at the Nashville school um, not being targeted. Uh, let's see what Sleepy Joe had to say about this one. We're sleepy, Joe, now. Oh, it's the um, <laughs> the Joe Biden clip, Mr. Producer. Yeah, so this is his commentary on the mass shooting that occurred yeah. um, at the Covenant Christian School. Yeah, because you want to be joking about a mass shooting at a school. 
And, you know, it's funny, Drea, I, I can't help but think if that was, say, a Muslim school, a Hindu school, uh, you fill in the blank, uh, it would be yet another example of how uh, racism is an epidemic, uh, blank phobia is running wild. And now, well, it, this is a real hot potato for the left, isn't it? Because you had three teachers and three children slaughtered by a transgender person, and it's like, uh-oh, um, the transgender person, that's supposed to be uh, love trumps hate and all that other nonsense. So they're really struggling with how to frame it. And I can tell you this, Adria, uh I talked about this with Tamara on the show yesterday. There is actually at least one transgender organization, Andy Ngo tweeted this out, where they expressed sympathy for the transgender shooter for being killed by police. How do you make sense of that? Yeah, it's been very disturbing to see what's happening. There is a slogan going around that's saying trans rights or, or else that's kind of trending after this too. And it's trans people with you know rifles and things like that. And there's some pretty prominent people on the left that have said some horrific things like mocking Christians and like saying things like, um, oh, good thing you defended the kids from drag queens so they could be shot up at school. Um, so it's been it's been really dark. Uh, you know, the fangs are really showing and to make a joke for the president to make a joke like that. And there's something else there. There's a little truth there. They say Josh Hawley thinks it was targeted. And he goes, well, then I probably don't. That's true. It's whatever Josh Hawley says. They're going to be the opposite. Right. So, yeah, it, it's it's really disheartening. Um, disgusting. Yeah. Well, as I so said earlier, as much more... as I can't. Oh, sorry. What was that, Dre? Oh. No, we, I was going to get to the couple more chats because we're, we're it's it's 11, well, two for you, 11 for me. So, but you were going to say, oh, um, as much as I can't believe Justin Trudeau is our prime minister, that goes double for uh, Sleepy Joe uh, <laughs> being the commander in chief south of the border. Yeah. It's he like wakes up long I, enough to make I, an inappropriate I, joke about a mass shooting. So. I um, keep waiting to awaken from this nightmare I'm in, but. Nope, I'm pinching myself. Looks like it's real. <laughs> so Fraser McBurney, good to see you again. Donates $5. Thank you very much. Thank and you. says a good budget is a balanced budget, just like the Trudeau liberals were handed from the Harper government. Yes, boy, did they splurge it. It's like a teenager getting an inheritance. Um, it's almost how fast can we get rid of it? So. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, the deputy prime minister and the minister of finance, Christia Freeland, if I recall, because I, I know uh, Sheila always brings this up, when she was with Reuters, the um, division she was responsible for went bankrupt, went belly up. So, uh, again, in this country, Adrea, you fail upwards because merely bankrupting a division of a news agency, that's child's play. Why don't you go and, oh, I don't know, bankrupt an entire country? But um, where's where are the adults in the room when it comes to this government? Good question. Larmo donates $10 and says the tongue display, so we're talking about Trudeau's uh, you know, infamous black face with his tongue out, uh, the tongue display is a sign of aggression. For example, see the Mari war dance. The question is whether Trudeau knew this and was method acting 
or perhaps his lizard brain felt <laughs> emancipated. Well, I, I would guess since he is an actor and he has dressed up so many times with so many characters, he knew very well what he was trying to portray there. That would be my, my you, guess. You know what? You learn something every day. I didn't know that was part of the Mari war dance, but I'm going to go out on a limb here, Drea. I'm going to gamble anything you name the amount that trudeau didn't know that's part of a amari war dance because i mean how many people let, let's face it have you know seen images or videos of uh uh maris doing their war dances i i i think there's something else in trudeau's little reptilian mind oh, that's making go. him stick his tongue out yeah, I mean, def it definitely looks like that. But I think if you're dressing from head to toe, you're you you know what you're doing. But I still think of the cartoons also is probably where he's going for. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, those guys—they look like tough customers. I think if I'm on the other team, uh, I'm gonna go. Can we just have a uh, a default here? <laughs> I don't feel so good. They're gonna fake an injury before they even get near them. Holy mackerel. Oh, no. I'm not I'm not up for that. I know I'm in for an ass kicking when I see people <laughs> I know, doing right? that kind of shenanigans. Oh, uh, man. Gee. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Coach, can you bench me for this game? <laughs> All right, David. I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, well, it's been a good show. It was a delight, Drea. Uh, thank you so much. And, of course, special thank you to super producer Efren flying solo today. And, mm -hmm. of course, Good a thank job. you to all of our viewers, especially those of whom uh, contributed some money. We really do appreciate that. I'll be back here tomorrow. I believe it's with the she-devil herself, Sheila Gunn-Reed. In the meantime, as always, folks, stay safe and stay sane. Bye.